From the Rams studio, connected by AT&T, welcome to Between the Horns. It is February 21st, 2018. I'm glad you screwed up first. Off to a bad start. (laughs) Off to a bad start. It's about 11 a.m. Pacific time, everybody. And Marco is to my right. Yeah, I know. That's the off season. It's okay. I can have a false start if I want, right? There you go. Ask the Patriots. Yeah. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, you know what? We are still in the off season. We are starting to get into the thick of the pre-draft season with the combine coming up, and I think it's it's kind of an exciting time because you get to start to see the next generation of guys. You know, it's funny. Mojo, uh, Maurice Jones, Drew just texted me and said Happy New Year. Huh. This is like the start of the new year. Right. So it's. Yeah, this is the beginning. This is where your energy starts and where you're really building towards, you know, your current season, 2018. So, yeah, man, I mean, there's a new crop of guys. Um, you're going to find out, you know, who's going to be new Rams, uh, which guys have played their last snap in a Rams uniform. I mean, we're all starting to find that out right now. Yeah, and that's one of the things that I think has definitely come up this week is, you know, the fact that could the Rams kind of move on from some guys? Oh. Could the Rams also franchise some guys? Right. It's a guarantee. It's inevitable. Every single year, teams change. Mm-hmm. Win, losses, the good teams, great teams, bad teams, they all change. There's always turnover. Well, it's something you hear about all the time when guys are in the locker room after the last game, whether it be in week 17 um, when you're not mm-hmm. going to the playoffs or when you have advanced to the postseason and you lose that game. It's, yeah. it's always, man, this is the last time we're going to be together in this locker room as, as one. You know, it happened. Uh, Roman Pfeiffer, uh, we were on the same team. Rams for I think five seasons and I remember being in San Francisco and he starts to hug guys at the end of the year Mm. and I didn't know why and then I realized this might be his last game as a Ram and it just wow Roman not here didn't make sense Uh, Wayne Gandy same thing we came in together he hugged guys at the end of uh, I believe 1998 uh, because he wasn't going to be back here so yeah I mean depending on how your season ends uh, you might get stuff like that. Now, for Philadelphia, uh, those guys are going out with the Super Bowl championship. They're teammates for life. But some of those Eagles won't be back. Right. It's just the way the game goes. Well, I mean, even, you know, thinking back to when you, when you played in 1999, it, yeah. what was that kind of thing like at the end of it? I keep telling you, man, it was the best, worst feeling ever. Mm. Uh, literally, you could feel the earth was round right after we won. And we were on top of the world. It literally felt like that your feet felt the round of the planet it was odd it's just one of those things when you're in the moment but it was also a sad feeling because this was the last game this group will ever play right a lot of us will be back some of us won't but in its entirety no it's going to change it's a sad feeling when that happens yeah thank god it happened in a super bowl after a victory right yeah exactly well i mean and then you also go through the coaching change too you know? everything was, changes yeah. right yeah it's one of those interesting things that um i don't know that people you're laughing at my earth was round I, I are, you just, a wor- are you a world is Earth is flat? Absolutely not. Are you not. a flat Earth person? No. Oh, okay. No. It was just I, I'm trying to imagine how like you one would feel that the Earth is round. And I what the only thing yeah. that was coming through my mind <laughs> as I was smiling there is like I will never really know that oh, because okay. I will never play and win a Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? But you could be at the top of your profession. I don't know what that is. Okay, this is, a deeper, this is a deeper discussion. <laughs> I like that. Let's, just, let's, let's analyze that, Miles. Are you going to put me on the couch? Yeah, let's what visualize. Is, what is analyze the top of my, my profession? I don't yeah. know. Um, no, I, I, I don't know. Yeah. But I think, like, 
there there are probably moments like that just in people's lives, you know, whether yeah. it's in sports or not, you know, like when you're getting married or, or the something. birth of your children or something like that, where it's like, oh my gosh, it doesn't get much better than that. Well, there's there's like I just I, I remember the thought there aren't any more games this year. Mm-hmm. This was the last one. That's it. I mean, that's the top of the planet, top of your profession. Right. But then, I mean, once you get into late February, early March. All that changes. The business part of the NFL, you know, steps in. And then you start to lose teammates and you start to build some resentment. Why is he not here? Why is this guy here and he's not? Sure. That's just how the business works, man. I mean, but good coaches, good organizations know how to get you through that process and get back into winning. Is that, uh, I'm trying to figure out the best way to word this question. Like, is that a difficult thing to go through mentally or is it more of a cycle where you say, okay, this happened, but we know that once the off-season program hits, oh yeah, we're all teammates well, now. Once you start throwing bags of money around, everything changes. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm dead serious. <laughs> I, I, I mean, get what you're saying. Guys that are all heart. And look, LaMarcus Joyner is a guy I've been thinking about who's mm-hmm. all heart. I mean, he puts it on the line for his football team. Well, his life's about to change. You know, there's there's going to be more money than he's ever seen, theoretically. I don't know for sure. Maybe his family has seen millions at some point. Right. But for LaMarcus, for what he's given this football team, he's about to get a significant raise. Well, that's going to change some things about him and how people see him on the football team. Right, yeah. exactly. But it, it, And he's one of those guys that I do want to get into with uh, the potential franchise tag mm-hmm. because the Rams – Really, uh, there are sort of two candidates that people are thinking right now that the Rams could franchise would be either LaMarcus Joyner or Sammy Watkins. Right. And there are arguments for both. I think in a perfect world, you might want to lock up those guys for multi-year deals. Now, that doesn't always happen, and so I think that's why the franchise tag comes into play. Well, look, for the laundry and the horns on the helmet, I mean, if I were in that, that position, I'd be hammering the deal home with LaMarcus. I would get that deal done because mm-hmm. he's earned it. He's earned it in front of Rams fans. Sure. I get that both guys are, are candidates for the franchise tag, but I would definitely try to make sure I lock up LaMarcus because that helps you in the locker room. That proves to guys that if you work hard, play hard, play like LaMarcus, you'll get paid at the end of it or when you should. Um, Sammy Watkins is a guy I can't let hit the market either. Uh, there's just so much that so much left for him. Uh, personally and within this offense. You know, without Sammy, I think this offense is very, very good. One of the best in the league. With him, it could be be deadly and dangerous, uh, possibly championship level. So um, either way, I think you can get to where you want to go. But LaMarcus, in my opinion, has earned that extension. He's earned the right to get that contract from the Rams. I think that's important that you bring up uh, the locker room standpoint Mm -hmm. because it's something that I don't know if people maybe take into account. You know what I mean? Mm. Uh, Just the simple fact that he's been there for four years. He completed his rookie contract, and now that contract is up. So, as you say, if he has played well, which he has, he's he's done everything that coaches have asked him to do, whether that's former staff or current staff. You know, he is, he's been out there when he's injured. He's been out there when he's healthy. And you, you talk about a guy that you want walking with you if you go down a dark alley. Yeah, yeah. That's LaMarcus Joyner because that's the kind of person he's I'll take he's Andrew Whitworth. I know. I'm just saying, I'll take Witt. You can take LaMarcus I'm taking, <laughs> obviously, like, you know, you want somebody like Whitworth right. and Roger Saffold. I want somebody who looks like a Michael Marvel, Brockers a Marvel and comic Donald. villain. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that guy. Yes. Right. right. But I, you know what? But if you're with LaMarcus Jordan, and I think you yeah, understand yeah. what I'm saying. But it, I think it goes back, too, to somebody like an Alec Ogletree. 
True. Right. Guys see that Alec Ogletree has been there, you know, for the most part of his career, with the exception of the latter half of 2015, he's been healthy. You see him do things the right way. And I think to see him get that contract extension that he received earlier um, in the 2017 season, that I think kind of shows what you're talking about. You know, yeah, you yeah. come in, you do things the right way, we're going to reward you. I never thought, it's funny, when you watch guys play and if they ball out, no matter where they are in their contract, rookie contract or not, where regardless of experience level, like one, two, three, four years in, I never got the feeling LaMarcus is doing this for money. Yes. I never got that feeling <laughs> at all. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, you remember that, that scene in Hard Knocks where he said that. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not doing this for money. I, I, could go work, I think he said, I could go work at Walmart tomorrow. Yeah, even <laughs> if I never even saw that, just the way he plays, yeah. I don't think he's doing this for money. Like we talked about, he's done everything the coaching staff has asked, and I said even more. Uh, the guy doesn't make mistakes. We talked about this the last time we did between the horns. Um, I think he was penalized once. Mm. I mean, that's a professional. That's a guy. That's a free safety in a high-impact area that doesn't commit infractions. Mm-hmm. That's huge. He, and he doesn't make mistakes in coverage. Now, running full speed into a tight end that's got you outweighed by 60 pounds, like that's not something they're asking him to do. <laughs> like he did in the preseason game that's against him. Oakland? Right. Yes. That's yeah. just his mentality, or right. never turning down a shot. Mm-hmm. Always been in the right spot and is unafraid to go nose-to-nose, head-to-head with anybody right. carrying the football or trying to block him. So that's stuff that goes above and beyond. So when, he, when you talk about guys that have earned it or – examples of what being a Ram is like, you point to that guy. Mm-hmm. So those are the guys you want to reward with deals. So like I said, if I was in those that position, I'd make sure I get that deal done with him. Right. And that's something that I think, you know, I, I, I think, no, I'm quite sure Les Snead is going to be asked about mm-hmm. extensively next week um, once we get to the combine and, and we get to those kinds of things. But you, you brought up something with Sammy Watkins that I want to get back to and that that's that – with Watkins in the fold, the, this offense could be really, really dangerous. And I think one thing that's good we, now, right? It's yes, playoff uh, level now. Obviously, yeah, you, know, yeah. you don't get to the top, you know, team in scoring with, with him as a let's say a co-star. Yes. Yeah. And I think one of the biggest reasons that he was a, a co-star is because he only got to training camp when the Rams were already into it. You know, mm-hmm. you're you're you've installed already through in the off-season program. You've got Jared Goff as a quarterback who has established chemistry with guys like Robert Woods really well, with guys like Cooper Cup who mm-hmm. came in during the middle of that offseason program, even if it's the draft, but that's still the offseason program. Cooper Cup had a leg up of a couple months on Sammy Watkins in the offense, and obviously so did Robert Woods. And so I think if you have Sammy Watkins for another year, and he's in the offseason program. He's able to do things with golf on the side. You know, that I think will really allow this team to see what Sammy Watkins can be full potential. I agree. I think that shows up. Now, we're watching games, uh, traditional plays. Jared Goff drop, drops back to three, five, or seven, releases the football in a certain direction. That's a called play. That's in a perfect world. I think it shows up more in the scramble plays. Mm. When the play breaks down, Jared Goff starts to move, and now you've got something happening on the jazz session. Well, I wouldn't say they look lost. There's just no connection there. Right. Robert Woods always ends up where Goff needs him to be. So does Cooper Cup. Well, why is that? They've had a chance to grow with him. Uh, Even Sammy Watkins mentioned that. I saw that in an article. He Mm -hmm. mentioned that. So uh, you work with guys. You have a feeling about guys. when you're in the heat of battle, you're going to go to those guys. We'll start Sammy Watkins from day one with Jared Goff. Right. With that skill set, with that body type, with that strength, with everything that he brings to 
just to professional football, like I said, this offense has a chance to be dangerous. So I agree with everything you said. You know, it's interesting. I just remember when Sammy Watkins came in and you start seeing guys go through um, just the individual drills in, mm-hmm. in training camp. And, you know, Sammy Watkins can run a slant route, and it just looks different. It's, it's ridiculous. You know? Yeah. And I, I don't said something. It, but, it, no, it's, it is. <laughs> It's ridiculous. Um, it's funny, like Tavon Austin, not to forget our guy Tavon, mm-hmm. um, the threat of Tavon is sometimes better than Tavon carrying the football. Yes. Yeah, I Sorry, mean, as I when he's in team. motion, you're going to pull guys off. Uh, there's less guys in pursuit to chase down Todd Gurley. Right. The threat of him sometimes is better. Same with Sammy. Mm-hmm. Sammy, look, this is what I thought, because I knew you were going to ask me about Sammy. I pray that the ball finds him more in the offense and vice versa. If that makes sense to you. That he finds the ball. Exactly. Meaning what? Just the plays are called for him. I sure. hope the ball finds him. And we talked about those jazz sessions when the play, when the play breaks down. I mm-hmm. hope he finds the ball a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, okay. He and Jared Goff find that little extra thing that, that, that the elite quarterbacks and receivers seem to have. I think it's there for those guys if they work at it. Um, but at some point, he's going to be the guy that, starts the offense, not just becomes the co-star, in my opinion. Right. I, especially in the passing game. Right. How are they covering Sammy? What are they looking like? Uh, and then we'll, we'll, we'll work backwards off that. Now it's let's work to Sammy because mm-hmm. he just got here. Well, what's interesting, too, is that when – I think we started to see a little bit of that earlier in the season, mm-hmm. and it just didn't quite carry through for whatever reason. I, I think about that San Francisco game mm-hmm. where you had Jared Goff kind of going to Watkins early – and then I think it was in the third quarter where he had the 41-yard pass yeah, yeah. on the left sideline. And Sammy Watkins makes an outstanding over-the-shoulder catch. Oh, yeah. And then later on, um, Goff That's a goes. 10 if this is the Olympics, degree right, of right? difficulty. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then Watkins later on in that game, you know, he makes a catch over the middle, like basically yeah. finding the coverage in the zone and fights through guys and gets into the end zone like that. Yeah. That, to me, was probably Watkins' best game of the season. Right. And I don't know if it was because it, the game plan came on a short week, and so it was like things maybe got truncated, and it was yeah. like, okay, you're going to do this, you're going to do that. And instead of, I don't know, going to everything that was in the playbook? It could have been personnel. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I, to me, I thought his best performance was after they lost Robert Woods against New Orleans. Mm, yeah, okay. but that's what we're talking about. We're talking about the same thing. Mm-hmm. There are times like during drives where it's all Sammy. Sammy's carrying this this offense. Yes, and you score scored eight, eight eight touchdowns this year. But then there are times within like quarters where you lose him. Right, absolutely disappears from the offense completely. I think that's the stuff that's going to change once you start him in OTAs going into training camp with Jared Goff. I think every single passing play, every single play he's going to be involved in it. Could that be a scheme thing, too? You know, not just the chemistry between the players, but the chemistry and the thought process of, oh, we're starting this year with this guy, as opposed to you get into the second week of training camp and it's, oh, we have this guy, and how do we implement him? Well, you could, I, you know, I argue with this, uh, argue about this with, you know, family members, fans, what have you. You can only call what guys know. Right. And you, there's only one football out there. So if right. you need a play and the play comes in and only nine guys really know it or how to run it or have a good feel for it, well, guess what? This guy's going to be out. Mm-hmm. Uh, this play is only going to be run for these three guys over here. So there's, 
There's plays like that, and there's plays where everyone knows, where it's wide open for Jared Goff and everyone feels comfortable, and then it's a free-for-all. But at some point in football, there's a lot of plays, especially with a guy who's learning a new terminology, learning mm-hmm. a new system, a uh, new head coach, new quarterback. There's going to be some times where he's like, uh, you know, I don't have a, I'm not really comfortable with this play. Robert is. Cooper Cup is. Everett is. Let's hit these guys. But at some point, it's going to be everybody on the same page, and then Jared Goff's got a lot of toys to play with. Yeah, I, it's – I just keep going back to the fact that Watkins was not there for so much time. That's and, huge, and man. Yeah, yeah. And it's not as if it really, I don't know, it, it downplays his ability because it, he still has that ability. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. when you get down into the red zone and Goff is looking for him on those slant routes, right. Watkins, he was well, excellent on that. But it's more, I mean, this is unfair to put it all on Sammy. Remember, this is Right, Jared and I'm Goff not trying is, to. I mean, he's dependent on Jared Goff to get him the football, which means I hope the ball finds him more. Right. Sammy Watkins is open more times than we know. Uh-huh. Wide open. I mean, in good position to make a play on the football, the ball just goes a different direction because he feels more comfortable throwing this way. Right. At some point, the entire field... All 11 or all 10 guys in front are going to open up for Jared Goff. That starts now. Mm-hmm. That starts in OTAs. That's how you get comfortable. Right. And that's something I don't I don't know that we have talked enough about. Just generally, Jared mm-hmm. Goff's youth yeah. and his relative inexperience. You it's know, only year I, one in this scheme. <laughs> right. Yeah. And yeah. he still was able to get 28 touchdowns, 7 interceptions, yeah. you know, over 3,500 passing yards. It's... It, it, it there there was a lot of progression there, yeah. and I think there's still clearly a lot more room to grow. Is that your your work computer? Is this my work computer? Is a work computer? If you were going to sell it to me, how long do you think it would take to like remove all your information? Yeah, um, from my actual work computer, not uh, yes. necessarily that long. I don't keep that many personal. But it would, you'd have to devote some time to it, right? I would want to get things. I would want to make sure all my accounts were logged off. You have wiped. to deprogram one quarterback from one system and program yours. So you're burning that's time. Right. No, you're burning time learning basic stuff. I love that that's yeah. the way you went to, right. to get to that point. I'm just saying. You're, you you're, could have just gone Yoda. You well, must unlearn you're what burning, you have You learned. have to burn time as a coach and a staff unlearning or helping this kid unlearn what he's been taught and then teaching right. him what you want him to do. Right. Well, now this season, you're just starting from do what I want you to do. Yes. Yeah, everything you've learned, you're going to keep and use. Yes. That's only going to make him better and learn faster. Right, and that's part of it. And, and one of the, the things that he's going to have to deal with, though, is hearing, having new voices, and obviously they start. it starts from Sean McVay, mm-hmm. but Matt LaFleur has gone to the Titans. That's a significant loss. Huge. And, you know, yeah. g- congratulations to LaFleur. You're, you're going and you're, you're moving up in your yeah. career. And <laughs> When you get a head coaching job, make sure it's not in the NFC West. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's going to happen. Well, oh, when LaFleur gets a head coaching oh, job? Yeah, yeah. 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 No, too yeah, good of an offensive mind. Mariota mind into an all-pro? Which Marcus <laughs> Mariota should be. He, he, Definitely could be, absolutely. I, no, With the I, right guy in his ear, yes. the guy could be phenomenal. Yes. Stay in the AFC. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah. That would be preferable. Yeah, right? see you um, in the Super Bowl. Right. How about that? Yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, but, it, but you have that and then also Greg Olson going to the Oakland Raiders. Yeah. So 
obviously things start with Sean McVay, mm-hmm. and that's why the system is the way it is. And you, as long as you got that guy as your play caller, I think you're going to have a good shot. Yeah. But you know, now Zach Taylor goes from assistant wide receivers coach to quarterbacks coach, and he did coach quarterbacks before um, with Miami, um, coaching up Ryan Tannehill there. And then also you've got um, Shane Waldron moving up to passing game coordinator um, from tight ends coach. Excuse me, and then Jed Fish mm-hmm. coming in uh, from UCLA as well. So there, there are some different voices, but I think the continuity will still be there because mm-hmm. the offensive system is staying the same. You know, I'm trying to think how many coordinators. Well, I guess Peyton Manning kept his in Indy. He had um, more Tom Moore for yeah, a really kept long time him for a long time. I was just going to say, get used to it, losing coaches. Oh, if you're if you're, Jared, if you're, if you're good, Goff, yes. if you're good, you're going yeah. to you're going to lose guys. Right. As long as that lead voice, as in Sean McVay, is the same, mm-hmm. then. It's all the same message. It's just the voice may be different speaking. Yeah. But you're using the coach's words. Right. And I, I think whoever's taken over, sure, I mean, you're a pro coach. You're going to put your input, your stamp on Jared Goff. Mm-hmm. But I don't think you're going to change him all that much. No. You're just trying to help him get better. Right. I mean, it's the same kind of thing with, you know, Brady in New mm-hmm. England, right? I mean, you had um, Weiss, McDaniels, then O'Brien, mm-hmm. and then I don't know who was between um, O'Brien and McDaniels again, but it's the same kind of thing, you know. Like right. good teams get coaches employed. Of course, you're going to lose guys. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, not, it's inevitable. This is the best way to lose coaches. Right. Yeah, yes. The bad way is having them fired. Yes. Yeah, you're out of the playoffs, and you have a new voice, new system, new everything, and you're trying to change culture. Mm-hmm. The culture around here has been changed. Yes. It's a winning culture now, so you're just trying to help guys improve. Right. And so I think that going to bring this all together with the Watkins discussion, it's you have this continuity. Mm -hmm. And if you're going into year two of these things, that it stands to reason that whether, you know, Watkins is back on the franchise tag or a long term deal. And I think both you and I anticipate that he will be back. Yes. I hope you get the deal done with LaMarcus. Right. And then you can do what you need to do with Sammy. Right. Yeah. But I, I think because the Rams traded their second round pick for Watkins, like that that's basically your second round pick this year, right? Right. So that you need him. You can't True. let him go. No, no. I mean, but Robert Woods is coming back. Cooper Cup is coming back. I'd like to see what Josh Reynolds can be. Uh, Me too. Farrell Cooper is an all pro. He's As not a just returner, a returner, yes. he's also yeah. a receiver. So mm-hmm. it's not like the cupboard is bare. But like we said, this offense can be very, very good without a Sammy Watkins. With him though. It changes everything. Right. I mean, you become elite. Think yeah. about that. We we just spent how long talking about the offense, and we didn't even mention Todd Gurley. No, we didn't. <laughs> right. That's I know. I, yeah. That's pretty nuts. He's still it? the tip of the spear, <laughs> but, I mean, when you think about how this offense and how offenses attack defenses, if you can add that guy, a guy of Sammy Watkins' ability outside the numbers with Todd Gurley hammering the middle, I mean – you don't know what to do as a defender. Right. There's not much you can call. On, and we've already, I think, seen that kind of thing because those downfield throws that, mm-hmm. he, that, that Jared Goff and Watkins were able to connect on in games like the San Francisco game and like um, when they played the New York Giants, you know, those, I feel like, opened up some more things because yeah. even if Watkins is not the most comfortable and Goff is not the most comfortable as he could be throwing to that guy, there's still that threat and so as long as there's a threat, it's something that defenses have to worry about. True. I mean, there's a trust there. I mean, Jared Goff did a great, great job protecting the football, right? I yeah. Mean, he was, and he was smart. He was aggressive but smart with the football. You have to trust a guy in a vertical route that if I put it out there, you're going to have to make a play on it. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to have to make me look good mm-hmm. as well as yourself. So mm-hmm. 
Uh, if you can't get it, make sure they don't. <laughs> and right. if you do get it, put it in the end zone. So right. I think all that stuff comes with comfort. Yeah, exactly. Um, so this is definitely going to be interesting to monitor over the next couple weeks. I mean, March 6th is the date that uh, teams must designate their franchise players. Mm-hmm. So that opened up yesterday, February 20th. Um, so we will either know... You know, by maybe by the time you guys are listening to this, right. there will be have been some news, and some of our discussion will have been irrelevant, which would be a little bit. Sad, I hope but. the news isn't shocking. Yeah, yeah. I don't find that it would be yeah. That shocking. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I want to get back to talking about paying Aaron Donald. <laughs> Do you? I mean, <laughs> that's normal. <laughs> that's that's normal. That's everyday talk for what this team is right now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I hope there's no wrinkle you I, know, that disrupts. The harmony. Because, mm. I mean, look. Look at what you've done in year one. Think about what you can do in year two. Under Wade Phillips and in the Sean McVay. Yeah. Yes. It just, I, I hope you don't have the wrinkle or the ripple or the speed bump in the business section of the of the year. Right. That disrupts all that. Mm-hmm. Well, because, look, obviously Aaron Donald is an all-pro defensive player of the year. And I think he's shown why he's going to break your defensive tackle sack record. He already eventually. did, didn't he? No. I, th- I thought not it- in a single season. Oh, not no. He'll never get that. <laughs> <laughs> he was a half sack away. He'll never get that. For no. those who don't know, it won't happen. He, and he's he should have had it. He's too old now. He should have had it actually. <laughs> in fact, I'm rooting for him, man. Go no, get that I know thing. You are. Absolutely. But it's funny because that there was that play. It was in Tennessee where yeah. he sacked Mariota. Mariota fumbled, and the only reason it was not a sack is because Mariota recovered his own fumble. Right. Isn't that ridiculous? It sucks. It happens. Yeah. It really does. It's, it's yeah, <laughs> it really makes you mad. <laughs> yes. Yes. I uh, can imagine that it really Or makes penalties you that your team takes that takes away a sack. Oh, yeah. Oh, that, that really burns. It when helps you, a... though. What are you going to say? <laughs> what are you going to say? When there's a hold and then instead of the hold, instead I want of your the sack, sack yeah. but you'd, be, you'd still be on the field. Right. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes um, that does get things. Eat it and go. That's right. Right. Um, so more things that, you know, might come out at, in the Combine. Look, there've, there's been that discussion of, okay, who are players that the Rams might move on from? And, like, the, the, oh, the yeah. three names that continue to come up. I, yeah. 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 Because it's, 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 it's unfortunate because I think from our perspective, especially, we know these guys as people and we mm-hmm. know the time they put in. And, I mean, especially you as a former mm-hmm. player like mm-hmm. that, I think it, it's far different for you and from that perspective than it is from the fan perspective of, man, we'll just get rid of this guy, man. You yeah, know, yeah. like that's because at the, the other end of the side day- of that, Miles, is guys know when their time is up. Hmm. They do. I mean, you're smart. You're in the room. You understand it. For the most part, there, there's always, you know, these shock things that come out that happen right. to you or people around you. But for the most part, you know. Mm. You have an I- idea of what's coming. What's the young guy that's behind you? It goes back to what you were saying about guys hugging yeah. other people in the locker room at the end of the season. Yeah, right? yeah. Guys guys kind of know what's happening. They know the business side. They're experienced by it. I right. mean, the one thing you have to evaluate as a franchise is, is this guy's production, is he, is he more important to us for what he gives us in the locker room or what he's given us on the football field? Hmm. For, for most guys, it's just about field production. But for that small few of those veteran guys, sometimes when you let one of those guys go, you, you – 
a lot a lot more walks out the door than just numbers. Right. Yeah, and you have to be smart about that. Right. And not to like not to talk about the Browns just because I'm from Cleveland, but I I go back to something that I kept reading um, after the Browns released Joe Hayden mm-hmm. at the end of training camp in um, last year in 2017 before the team proceeded to go 0 and 16. But that those two things may or may not be related. Anyway, they released Joe Hayden, right? Mm-hmm. And I think Joe Thomas said this on his podcast that he does um, with Andrew Hawkins. I think he was saying, look, that really deflated the locker room because it's kind of what you're saying. It's a veteran. There are. This is a guy that had been with the Cleveland Browns for years and years and years, and it means something to that team to see that guy right. and, and know how he works every day. And so I think that's what you're saying. When you're losing a veteran, sometimes you're not just losing numbers. You're not just losing what production that you think may or may not be coming out of that player. Yeah, you could be losing some esprit de corps, man. I mean, esprit de corps. Yeah, I just I mean, think breaking about, out the French on the Between the Horns podcast. Just think about how the <laughs> how we feel, how you feel as a fan watching Todd Gurley run. Oh yeah. Now imagine me and his teammate mm-hmm. going into that game. You know, imagine being like. Tom Brady's teammate. Everything's going to be fine no matter what because we have him. We have this guy. It's funny. I mean, guys in the locker room after that Tennessee game where Todd Gurley, you know, he goes 80 yards on the screen. It's like, yeah, we know. We got the MVP. Now, all of a sudden, that guy's gone for a business decision. Mm. What? It doesn't make sense. It doesn't compute. You're talking out of of one side of your neck. It's all about wins. Well, we need good players to win, and right. then you remove that guy. Well, it does the opposite. It just deflates you. I understand that completely. Yeah, yeah. It's like, and what are we doing here? Exactly. Yeah. And so that's something that I think. Look, the, the Rams are going to have to work through. All thirty-two teams have to work mm-hmm. through it. And Philadelphia is doing it, right? Right. Now. Yeah. Exactly. Well, you know, you see this, this stuff about. Yeah. Will Philadelphia the trade Nick They're doing it hungover. <laughs> <laughs> that's the problem with winning. Well, you got to do all this when you're hungover. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a good problem. Of to course, have, it right? is. Right. But it's it's interesting. I mean, you always have to make these business decisions, yeah. and you weigh them against the football. And so, will we? We'll probably find out more about those kinds of mm-hmm. things as free agency approaches that's going to start March 14th this year which I feel like is a little bit later than usual I don't know am I crazy maybe uh, well yeah you're crazy but I mean maybe not for that particular reason that sounds normal yeah yeah I don't know but yeah, it's around this time of year it yeah. is yeah. yeah so but the 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 combine obviously is next week mm-hmm. we'll get to hear from Sean McVay we'll get yeah. to hear from Les Snead and really it's the first time that we'll do that um, in, in a real press setting since uh, the the end of the season. Yeah. And obviously, I mean, I guess we did hear from Sean McVay um, at NFL Honors, but more or less about the football team and what this team might look like in 2018. That That's what we start to hear at the Combine. I, you know, I just would love to be a fly on the wall with him just to see what he covets. Now, he's never going to tell you. Of and course. he might not have a chance to draft that guy. Mm-hmm. But I just wonder what he covets coming out of college. This yeah. Year. Yeah. What, what position he really likes. What position do you think the Rams maybe should address through the draft? Wow. Um, and, and I know that's a really loaded, no, hard question, I, especially for February 21st. Well, the easy, quest, the easy answer would be all of them. Evaluate everything. Yes. Um, you know, there are guys that are healing right now that played great for you, that went to the Pro Bowl. Uh, that are healing up next uh, right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I mean, look, I, I think you, you have to find that nose tackle. Mm-hmm. I, I think it, that was a revolving door, and I think it you, was. you got through the year. Um, but that's a position that can be better. Um, I think you need to get more out of the tight end position. We talked about that. Mm-hmm. I think you have the talent in the room already. 
some tweaks and turns and maybe some knowledge. Just like Jared Goff, Gerald Everett, I think, is going to be better in the offense. So maybe that goes away in, in, in the OTAs. So you might not need a body there. Um, the business might, de- might determine what you need at outside linebacker. Yeah. That's a big deal. Um, yeah. Yeah, especially in a 3-4 that's dependent on edge rushers outside of Aaron Donald. Um, you're going to need some guys that can turn that corner. Now, do you have Robert Quinn? That's a question. I don't it, it know. It is. Yeah, I it mean, is. he's also been talked about right. in these same conversations with LaMarcus and mm-hmm. Sammy Watkins. Mm-hmm. So um, there's a dearth or, or there's some talent at outside backer. There's some guys out there that can transition from a three-point stance to an up stance and rush. Yeah. Uh, so there's a lot of guys out there coming out, so I'd be looking there too. Um, I, I'd never say no to linebackers, inside linebackers. Yeah. I'm always looking to upgrade that spot. So uh, those are some spots that I'd be looking for. Now, I'm a defensive-minded guy. You are. Um, I don't think I'd say no to another corner, especially in the same business scenario that we're talking yes. about. I might be down my best corner mm-hmm. if Tremaine Johnson doesn't come back. So. That's definitely and more. and more. That's definitely an area I'd be paying attention to. Um, and look, if there's another receiver out there, I like. Um, if I lose people on defense, um, it's hard to replace guys one to one, right? Right. You lose a Tremaine, I gain a corner. It's never that simple. Mm-hmm. I might lose a Tremaine and gain two more guys on offense. Hmm. You know, I mean, I, I might take less pressure. I, I might take pressure off the off the defense because of what I'm doing on offense. So, right. That's why I said I'd love to be with Sean McVay to see what he covets coming out of college. Yeah, year. it's interesting the, the the way that analysts have mm-hmm. sort of started to project what they think the Rams will start looking at. Um, because I don't know, do you, do you pay attention to mock drafts at all? I do. It's fun uh, to see how they change. Some guys yeah. are dead on. Some guys are way off. You could always tell the guys that are doing it for clickbait. Oh, right. And it usually involves the quarterbacks. Yes, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And but that's but that's the interesting thing about this. Uh, you know, this entire process in the off season, I. Did not used to like mock drafts. I used to be very staunchly against them. Like, I don't understand why are we, like, praising people who just get things wrong all the time. Right. Like, like it, it still bugs me when people talk about draft experts. There are no real draft experts. They're all analysts. Well, th- there's some. Here's the thing. with If you do a composite of all the mock drafts, I'd say they, they get the top 25 names correct. Okay. Are exactly right. The the order's just different. Yes. Now that's where you start speculating. Right. This team's going to take this guy. Wait a minute. How do you know? Right. But as far as the top twenty five, as long as the names are consistent. Okay. Yes. That I will agree with you Mm -hmm. on. It's the when you have guys that are talking about your top twenty five prospects. Your your Mike Mayox, your Daniel Jeremiah's. They they really do. They know what exactly what they're talking about. I don't either. Yeah, I really the, don't. He always holds um, like a conference call yeah. um, every year, like right before the combine, and then yeah. I think he does a press conference at the combine too. These things last so long, and reporters ask him about pretty much anybody, yeah. and he knows who they are. Do you know Bushbaum? You ever heard that name? No. He was like one of the first guys. This, this is like way back before computers. He did it with magazines. Oh, so it's uh, something Draft that Nick. you would know that I would not know. He's kind of from that old. vein. I mean, it's not just what he does. It's who he is. Right. Yeah. That's So Mayak doesn't sleep. No. Yeah. I, I, I'm with him. Yes. Yeah. But when you And he'll say it when he starts speculating about this team might take this. Well, you don't really know. Right. You know. Right. So that's just the way that goes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So yes. anyway, <laughs> your yeah. point was. My, my, my <laughs> point is simply that I think I've evolved in my thinking on mock drafts okay. because it's more or less about scenarios. So, yeah. you know, if this guy's off the board, this team could take this guy. If this guy's off the board, this team could take this guy. The, here's right. some, here are a couple of positions that this team might want to address. Right. 
And I, it just gives us something to talk about, basically. True. Retirements. You know? And this is funny. If you had a mock draft out and it did not change after the Alex Smith move, I will never go back to your mock draft mm, ever mm-hmm. again. Because everything just changed. It did. Yeah. There, there's going to be quarterback movement. Uh, certain teams that are quarterback needy might not be. So right. this is all going to be fluid until everything is set in stone. Were you surprised by that trade since you brought it up? Um. No, <laughs> no, really? no. I mean, you heard rumors that they were going to move on from Alex Smith yes. uh, once they drafted Mahomes. So you knew that was going to happen at some point um, and that Washington was going to waffle. They've still, they're still waffling on Kirk Cousins. I know. Yeah, so th- no shock there from, from both teams. I guess what the, the, more, the more surprising aspect to me was that Smith went to Washington mm-hmm. because I have always been convinced, despite what people have said, that – Washington was not going to let Kirk Cousins out of that building because when you have a quarterback who is a franchise quarterback and people can go back and forth probably about that, but I I think Kirk Cousins is a franchise quarterback. Those guys don't usually hit the market. I mean, the last real franchise quarterback to Mm -hmm. hit the market was, was probably Peyton Manning. Oh yeah. 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 Right. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, back in that, that, and that's back in 2012. 12, Right. Yeah, Yeah. And before that, what drew Brees, it doesn't happen often. I mean, often. you could say maybe Brett Favre, but obviously when Brett Favre did it, he was on the decline of his career. How much money is he going to command? Kirk Cousins? Kirk Cousins. A lot. I think that's the other thing for Washington, too. I, I do think he's a franchise quarterback. Here, better said, Alex Smith, Kirk Cousins, who's better? Uh, depends on who their coach is? I don't know. Cousins, Cousins is better? By how much? Not a lot, that, right? Yeah, right. Okay, now who's cheaper? Well, Alex Smith. That, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. Right. yeah. It, it, your cost-benefit analysis yeah, is, I mean, is that, right? They're about the same. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. I think a Cousins is probably better making downfield throws. Okay, and Alex doesn't make a lot of mistakes. No. Yeah, right. he's always going to run the offense. Right, yeah. he is. So that's what I'm saying. When it's even, go with the less expensive guy. Okay. Yeah. Well, and that's that just appears to be what they've done. But yeah. now, like, okay, so uh, on February 21st, who is your prediction um, for – where is your prediction of, of where Kirk Cousins lands? Wow. Um, wasn't it Jared Goff that said, please don't wind up in Arizona? Yes, he did I, say I'm that. I'm with him on that. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> seeing what Garoppolo did in San Francisco, not just on the field, what he did to that fan base and yeah. that whole organization. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. yeah. They're a different squad mm-hmm. now. Um, I hope that Kirk Cousins doesn't wind up in Arizona for the very same reason. Yeah. Yeah. If, if Washington doesn't want you or didn't treat you well, didn't appreciate your ability, well, I, Arizona will. Yes. They will absolutely appreciate everything you can give them. Mm-hmm. So that would be scary. Um, Boy, that would really change the dynamic in the NFC West in terms of quarterbacks. I mean, like what? Yeah. Really, I mean, what? You can look at top to bottom from a division standpoint and say, "Wow, what division is better than that?" Yeah. In terms of quarterbacks, it, in ter- quarterback situations for the next five to seven years, it especially. changed how I think people cover the NFC West. It used to just be about Seattle. Right. Yeah, and everyone else in the division. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. Now it's completely different. It is. Yeah. Well, uh, that's what happens when, you yeah. know, teams get the hat that you're wearing. True. NFC champion, but NFC West champions. They all move up to the top of the NFC, so it's right. a little bit different. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's the one place I hope he doesn't go. Um, do you believe in Blake Bortles? The way he finished? Uh, another great question. See? Yeah. <laughs> um, 
what's I think the Giants are going to stick with Eli. It seems that way. Yeah, see, and they a, could draft a, a young guy at yeah, number two overall, which is of, what I would do if I were them. Ifs. I mean, the only place I think you you're guaranteed not to see Kirk Cousins is in Washington, hmm. and even that's not one hundred percent for certain. Right, because yeah. there were the reports about the right. franchise tag and, so, and things like that. Who knows where he's going to go? I just hope it's not Arizona. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I think he might end up in Denver. Denver seems like it would be a good fit, and yeah. I've seen those reports that the Jets are going to come after him with all they have. Everything they have. What else do they have? I don't know. Okay. New York's a great place. I was just there over the weekend. Big fan. It's just money? It's all about cash? Any chance to win there if you're Kirk Cousins? Yes. I think if you're a good enough quarterback, Todd Bowles is a good defensive like coach. Like win now. Yes, I, okay. I think so. I think, I mean, well, they're in, you're in a division with Tom Brady and the Buffalo Bills have just been to the playoffs and Miami you also just saw has my a good chessboard. Adam, Adam, <laughs> a, a good You just saw my chessboard. Thank so. you. You know where I was going. Yeah, yeah. I guess uh, I guess that's maybe incorrect, right? Well, you can always, I don't know. You can always be rich. You can have a solid gold toilet in your house. You can, especially yeah. in New York. You can be ringless. But with a solid gold toilet. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess that's just the, the way it works out. Right. Um, but the, the NFL Combine, do you look forward to this event every year? I do. Um, it used to be for what happens on the field. Yeah. Um, now it's less what happens on the field, the actual work that's done. I mean, the 40-yard dash is always fun. I, I just love blazing speed. Do you like it when the fat men have to run it? Like I do. Your offensive one, defensive one. I, I, I want to see what jiggles. <laughs> I do. I, I could care less what you run. I mean, when you see an offensive line, <laughs> offensive lineman run a four seven. I mean, that does it impresses me, but it that doesn't help. It doesn't me foot- mean much. It doesn't help me football wise, right? Um, but I I just want to see athletes, big athletes, not big fat guys. If yes. that makes any sense, yes, I want to see a guy that takes care of his body. Yes. I guess that did sound weird. See what jiggles. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, never mind. All right. Edit that out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so, Underwear Olympics to Winter Olympics. Have you been keeping track of the Winter Olympics at all? A little bit. A little bit? A little bit. A little bit. Do yeah. you not like the Olympics? Are you not a big I'm more Olympics of a guy? Summer Olympic guy, really? to be okay. honest. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the, the ice stuff I'm not really a fan of. Because, I, I mean, I don't ski. I don't snowboard. I don't really either. Yeah, so, I mean, I don't have a connection with the, with those sports. I mean, the, the ice dancing, the figure skating, that, I mean, that's always fun to watch. It's impressive. Yes. Yeah. It is. Really impressive. You know, also, um, we were in um, the training room last week. We're doing a story on Kayvon Webster and his rehab, which you guys should definitely check out um, once it comes out on therams.com. But... It was funny to watch those guys watch the Olympics. Mm -hmm. So these are world-class athletes, I mean, football players. And they're looking at, I think it was speed skating on the short track. You ever see that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they're basically like, I could not do this. Yeah, I bet you could. I mean, it's it's flat-out strength and speed. They could do it. It's something that's familiar. Yes. That's that's I mean it's it's the guy next to you. I'm racing you. Mm-hmm. You can understand that versus being judged. It's just being yeah. it's on ice <laughs> and the skating aspect of it. And that's right. kind of what they were talking about. They're like you have like knives on your feet. Like what are you Pretty much. You yeah. One thing that um I, I will bring up before we leave is that the um figure skating. So I'm really into when they fall. Gosh, you're mean. I know. And I don't it like hurts, it when the Americans man, not fall. Pads. I know. I don't like it when the Americans What's wrong fall. With I don't. Him? A lot. We God. already know this, but so I've been putting, and you don't have Instagram, so you don't know, but I've been putting on my Instagram story basically like yeah. when, like I've been watching the figure skating and then when the people fall, like I, I put it on the Instagram story. It's, it is so funny. 
It's hilarious. Wow. Because then you hear like Johnny Weir and Terry Lipinski say, ooh, big mistake there. And wow. then like somebody just go, la, 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 la. I think I heard about you in like a episode of Criminal Minds or something. That's bad. What? Yeah, you like to watch people get hurt. No, I don't. Not, I don't want, no, 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 no. I don't want them to get hurt. <laughs> I just kind of like it when they on fall. ice miles with, without pads. It's going to hurt. <laughs> <laughs> it's guaranteed to hurt. I just can't, wouldn't have quite thought of it that way. Hockey players don't do that. Right, no, but I, and I don't. I want to be clear. Like, I think what figure skaters do is really cool and really incredible. Like, you're you're you going up in the that. air. You just want to see them fall. I do. Like, you go up in the air and yeah. then they spin three times, four times, and then they come back down and land and like flourish with their arms. That must be some of the hardest things in the world. But I am a big believer in Schadenfreude, and okay. that is a German word for taking yeah. pleasure at the misfortune of others. What's wrong with you? A lot. God. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, that's all right. You need to be a linebacker. See, I think if you were actually a football player, you would be Vontez Perfect. That oh my would be goodness. You. I think that would be you. I really do. I, I think you would take pleasure in hurting people. No, 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 no. No, because it's different. Like, I, I, okay. I play within the confines of the rules oh, you, when I was playing offensive line. You could be hurt out there. I, that, that's different. <laughs> You got to be smart, tough, focused, and right. physical. That's, that was kidding. the mantra I always used to tell myself. Right. Um, I'm going to call you Vontez from now on. Jeez, What's up, man? <laughs> VB, how you doing? You have any parting shots before we get out of here? And let no, go? good stuff, man. Yeah, um, yeah just uh, fun getting back into it. Can't wait. Happy New Year. Happy New League year. Yes. Yeah, we're, we're off and running for, for 2018. I hope that Greg Zerline gets better soon. Yes. I hope everybody that's ailing gets better soon. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And that's what this this time is about, you know, making yeah. sure that you can get your body right for the next season and hopefully everything is, is good. I do have a parting shot. I, I bet you can agree with me. What? Um, in the soundtrack of my life, or let me say, the soundtrack of my life, everything included, friends, family, kids, what have you. Yes. Fergie is in there. <laughs> she is in there. She's got some songs that really, like, impact me because of what I was going through at the moment. Glamorous. A lot of stuff. Uh, big Girls Don't Cry. That's a big song to me and yeah. my daughter, right? That's okay. a big deal. So I can give her a pass. You'll give her a pass on yeah. Everyone lays an egg once or twice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She apologized, Larry Fitzgerald though. drops passes every now and then. And he's going to still be in the league in 2018. And he's headed right to the Hall of Fame when he's he done. He sure is. I can forgive Fergie. Everyone years. can forgive Fergie. I, I think we can forgive Fergie, yes. but at least she knows that that is not something she should have done, and she will probably never, ever do it again. Michael Jordan's shooting percentage is not 100. Okay? <laughs> Neither is LeBron's. Everybody misses a shot or two. Everybody misses a shot <laughs> and or a dunk. two. But you miss 100% of the shots, you know. Don't take right exactly. That's hey, my everybody. Party Thank shot. you so much <laughs> for tuning into this edition of Between the Horns for Demarco Farah, Miles Simmons. We'll see you next time.